Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful Sunday morning from Upasana. Before we begin, Let's take a moment to arrive. So wherever you are, be comfortable. Slightly pull your spine straight, open your shoulders, close your eyes. Lighten your mind. Invite that peace, calming, cooling sensation in your eyes. Relax your facial muscles, neck, shoulders, spine. Soften the belly and get grounded, grounded. Imagine the breath rising from the navel towards your heart as you breathe in. Beautiful flower unfolding in your heart. Lotus of the heart opening and closing as you breathe out. Just hold this image of opening the lotus in the heart and closing with each breath. Holding the image of open heart lotus. Detach it from the breath. Keep your mind totally focused on the open lotus of the heart. There is lightness in your heart, there is sweetness. For a moment, suspend your breath wherever it is. Try to connect with your heartbeat. If you can't feel it, imagine it. Before you begin to stress out, release the breath.
Then again, pause it. Connect with the heartbeat. Ripples of that heartbeat spreading all over your body and beyond. This pulsation that you feel is connected with a greater pulsation, the evolution, the creation And slowly open your eyes. Thank you for taking this time. <clears throat> ya Devi Sarvabhuteshu Shanti Rupeda Sansthita Namastasya 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 namo namaha The divinity residing in each heart in the form of peace I bow to you I bow to you I bow to you The divine that is known by so many names, so many forms. People in all great traditions have tried to point us in that direction. Volumes of books have been written. People have spent their life looking for it. It's not out there. It's within us. Closer than we can imagine. Right in our heart. Shanti. Peace. We all are looking for that Shanti, that peace. We think we'll obtain that shanti, that peace, only if everything is right, only if everything is just the way I want, if all those things are perfect, then I feel the peace. 
then I connect with the peace. If only person who is in front of me agrees with me, does exactly what I want him to do, then I'm in peace. This searching for the peace is conditional. The truth is, there should be no condition to connect with that peace. Nobody should take away my connection with the divine that resides in my heart in the form of peace. Each one of us has this personal responsibility towards our connection with the divine. The day we truly grasp this, lots of confusion gets cleared out. The world will not be the way we expect it to be. There are so many people, everybody has their own idea. And everybody wants the world their way, which is not possible. Their diversity is, is there, so diverse peace also. So how do we find our peace in this world that's so diverse? It's possible only whatever is happening outside is happening, but I don't lose my peace. There is an old saying that you are in front of a field that's covered with thorns and broken pieces of glass and nails and how do you, you have to go across it. Instead of trying to sweep the whole thing, put on a pair of shoes and walk through it. And once you have that, those pairs of shoes in your feet, then you are able to even sweep all that. But first you have to protect your own feet so they don't get hurt. First, we maintain our peace, do whatever needs to be done to strengthen my connection with my personal peace. Then I go out in the world and try to work on spreading the peace. Nothing is worth losing your peace.
this peace is the one thing that we can feel in our heart. There are so many names and forms for gods and goddesses and this and that. We haven't seen any one of them. We have pictures in Indian mythology, uh, iconography. There are so many gods and goddesses. Pictures are there. This is Brahma, this is Vishnu, this is Shiva, this is Ram, this is Krishna, this is Durga, this is this and this is that. And everybody has a face and we go out worshipping that. This is Jesus, this is Buddha. But behind that is just that connection that's beyond any form. So the verse that I chanted in the beginning, Ya Devi Sarva Bhuteshu Shanti Rupeda Sanstita, the Divine Mother that resides in each heart in the form of peace. To you I bow, to you I bow, to you I bow. The one that we are searching for in these forms and figures and names, scriptures, resides right in our heart in the form of shanti, peace. How do we maintain our peace? If there is a little conflict in our life, we lose our peace. Conflict. And if we look at the nature of the conflict, it is, I want things to be certain way. And there is someone out there who doesn't agree with me or they have their own, there is a conflict. Then all our energy begins to flow towards that conflict. There is the grit for the mill. Can we make that moment of conflict a moment of spiritual practice? Can I rise above in the name of protecting my peace and avoid the conflict without feeling a victim, without feeling the one taken advantage of? I'm rising above to maintain my proximity with the divine essence residing within me. I know why I am doing it. Yes, there will be those who may take advantage of it. They will take advantage once, twice, Three times, we give him the benefit of doubt. But as long as I know why I am doing it, 
that's a very cheap price to pay. That's a cheap price to pay to maintain my divinity. You can call it, that is my sacrifice. In olden days, people would sacrifice to gods and goddesses to please them. You don't have to sacrifice animals and lamb and sheep. Sacrifice that feeling of entitlement. Sacrifice that feeling of, I am right. This is my right. Can I sacrifice that in the name of the divine residing in my heart in the form of peace? You have seen Mahatma Gandhi. Many people have heard that name and have read the biography of Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi. Turn the other cheek, you are slapped. It takes courage. It takes commitment. It takes devotion. It is the devotion that gives us that strength to go through this. Most of the time we get into conflict because of our sense of right and wrong and our attachment to that sense of being right and wrong. But the biggest, the highest right, highest truth is our connection with God, with the divine. The day we are truly devoted to that, we do not get caught in the little conflicts. Each one of us who is living in this world has some conflicts, has some disagreements, has some charge. Looking at that and making it our spiritual practice. This is what I'm talking about today. We cannot reason it. We cannot go to a therapist and who will try to sort things out for you. You can do it. If you just truly ask yourself, what are you devoted to? Are you devoted enough to the divine essence in you, that in the name of your devotion, you can let go of your sense of entitlement. In this world, everybody has their story. Everybody has their struggle. Burden. Most of the time we get in conflict only when I'm thinking about myself. 
in our family, our family member comes in and we get into the conflict. They have come to me because I am their family. They come to me. And if I begin to blame them, point fingers at them, and they're already dealing with their burden and their pressure and their struggle. And when the finger is pointed at them, they react. Before we start that engagement, can we honor that? That this is my family member, this is my blood relation. This person has come to me hoping that I will have largeness of the heart. I will have patience enough to listen them, hear them out. Maybe give some solace. They have come to me for a little love and a little trust. Can I give that to them? It may take a little dampening your own enthusiasm to support what you think is right. If we are blessed enough to put our own expectation, put a little damper on that and listen them, hear them out, give them a little chance to express. They may not be thinking the way you think you sh they should be thinking, but at least hear them. And you don't have to say something right away. Lots of times, if we just hear people out and don't say much, they find their own answer. Everybody has the answer to their struggle. But they don't, they're not in a position to hear it, listen to it, they're cut. You give them a chance to at least voice it out and smile and speak a few kind words. It will pass. Yes, I know you are having a little hard time. I also know you are capable of rising above it. It's not worth losing your peace. Even these kind of words that you could just say from the heart, not from being righteous, that I listen to me, I'm telling you, this is the way it should be. Some kind words are the best medicine. And if you are really aware that when you are saying this, it's the divine within you is expressing it. Our life becomes so beautiful. What a beautiful life we create for ourselves when we always keep focused on maintaining the peace in our heart, 
maintaining the peace in every communication interaction we have. We are spreading the peace. And this is, we all want. We all want to be happy. We all want to, be li to live in an environment that's harmonious. But it takes some work. It takes some sacrifice. And I'm willing to do that sacrifice in the name of peace. In the beginning, the first time, knowingly that you are putting yourself out there to be humiliated. There is a beautiful story of a saint who was a scorpion, scorpion stinks and makes your body burn. A scorpion was in the water. He would just go and pick it out, fish it out. And as soon as he put him out of the water, the scorpion will sting him. He did this three times. His disciples said, why are you doing this? You know he's going to sting it. He said, I'm doing my dharma and the scorpion is doing his dharma. My dharma is to protect. Well, if I was him, fourth time, I'll just throw him out, not put it gently on the ground, put him out of the water, but just fling him so he doesn't come to sting me. So you have to be a little human there too. Just don't put yourself out there to be burnt all the time. Give him a chance one time, two time, three time, fourth time. Help him, but make sure they don't come back to bite you. So how do we maintain our being human and also being divine? We make sacrifice in the name of our divinity. And we distance ourselves in the name of our humanity, being human. And this is a very fine line. It's, we all have to walk in the world with our eyes open. We try to do our best. It reminds me of the story... <clears throat> This guru tells his disciple, everything in the universe is Brahman, is God. You are God, I am God. God resides in you, God resides in you. Everything is Brahman. The student with this newfound Knowledge was intoxicated with happiness and he went out for a walk. He found himself at the entrance of a state park. The watchman at the entrance of the state park said, don't go inside. There is a wild elephant. Oh, I'm divine. The elephant is divine. How could the elephant hurt me? 
he went in. Of course, elephant found him and thrashed him and broken up. He was laying by the roadside. His guru came looking for him. He said, what happened to you? He said, Babaji, you told me everything is God. If this elephant was God, then I am God. Then how could this happen to me? The guru said, and the gatekeeper at the entrance of the state park was also divine, who told you not to go in. So we live in the world, we keep our eyes open. We have these higher principles in our heart and mind. We make sacrifice to maintain it. But when it gets a little too overbearing, we also remove ourselves. Anyway, this was uh, one thing on my mind this morning, that because of little conflicts that arise in our life, we get separated from our inner peace. And looking at those conflicts as an excuse, opportunity to practice our divinity, to practice our devotion to the divine, we make little sacrifices. We put ourselves out a little bit. Give ourselves permission to do it without feeling victim. I'm not a victim. I'm doing this knowingly that I'm putting yourself out in the name of maintaining my peace. Then we can maintain our peace. We make sacrifice. We let go of our sense of entitlement little bit and let that situation see how it feels. Everything is not measured by gain or loss materially. The real wealth is this. to hold this wealth, to truly own this wealth, little sacrifices we can make. I bow to that strength in you. I bow to that Shakti in you. And may we all give that Shakti a chance to arise as we navigate through this diversity. Thank you all. This, uh, that was on my mind and each one of us hopefully will make it an opportunity to practice. Some there is little conflict in your life, some little charge against somebody, some little unhappiness somewhere. Ask yourself, what kind of sacrifice are you going to make? Let it be a moment of practice and see what happens. And how do you deal with it? And when you were thinking about it, look at that too. I would love to stop right here and give you a chance to uh, 
assimilate and reflect and see what comes to your mind, I'm here to listen to you. Thank you all. Thank you, Babaji. If you'd like to speak with Babaji and I can help facilitate that, uh, you can put a question or a comment in the chat. You can chat me and you can also in the chat, let me know, I'd like to speak with Babaji. Babaji, uh, while we're waiting, um, when one does uh, get caught in the conflict or say something in the conflict, um, what's the best remedy? What's the best remedy? If somebody says something that creates conflict in you, the best remedy or best thing to do in that moment is not react. Not react. You see, no matter what we do, either we, we, we react or we respond. This is the difference. Re reacting means you are not thinking how what you are going to say is going to do to that person. And responses, you already think about how it's going to affect that person and how to avoid that if it's going to be a negative reaction. So you will do whatever you have to do. The, pay attention whether it's a reaction or it's a response. So in my opinion, response is the right thing to do. And even though you want to say something and you want to just get even and put them back in their place, but that may not be the, it's just going to create more conflict. So stop from reacting, smile, I hear you. Just say a few words that gets that person settled. And once then they're settled, then you say, yes, but I think this way. So. There is a right time for everything. Timing is very important. You can say exactly what you need to say, but at a, maybe at a different time when that person is in a position to hear it. There's a comment, Babaji. It says, thank you so much, Babaji. I'm in a trio and one of the members seems always very inflexible to my suggestions. I have a tendency to feel hurt, angry, and frustrated. So it's a big challenge, but your talk this AM is quite helpful. There'll be always some inflexible people, but I always remember it's the, the one who is flexible can again stand up, but the inflexible, when it breaks, it snaps into two. It doesn't come back straight. So being flexible is a 
very good quality and being stiff only breaks. Lots of great questions and comments are coming in. Uh, one that speaks to uh, active stance in the face of injustice. How do we deal with inner conflict that arises out of an inner feeling to protect someone else or injustice? You can do exactly what you want to do, but make sure your action is not coming from a place of anger. Maintaining your peace, you do whatever you need to do. Don't lose your inner composure. This is our one responsibility to ourself, to our own divinity, to our own wholeness. Staying connected with that, if we take action, it has its impact. Otherwise, if we are also coming from a place of anger to fight the injustice, we are also adding to that vibration of negativity and the vibration of anger. <clears throat> we have to understand that, you know, it has gone on. Injustice um, has gone on from the moment we started living in the caves and here we are going to the moon. And that time humans were killing each other with stones. Today they're killing each other with cluster bombs. So the instinct of hurting other and all this, it's there. And just by, I want peace, saying I want peace, you can't create peace. Injustice is there. It will be there even after you and I are gone. So it's a very fine line. How do we navigate through it? Maintaining your peace, you do whatever you can, but don't lose your peace in the process. Thank you, Babaji. And then a question about what tools can one use to maintain their peace after a traumatic event? Stop, take a step back, take a deep breath. Even there is a traumatic event, <clears throat> look at your mind. You are always flowing in that direction. You're always coming from what could have happened or why should it, why did it happen? And all those questions will come in the mind. So whenever we are faced with the trauma and we begin to totally flow in that direction, even a moment of stopping, detaching ourselves from it and taking that deep breath and coming back to ourselves, catching ourselves is very helpful. Being, you know, being human, it's our conditioning and something happens and we just start flowing in it and we totally immerse ourselves in it. 
the only way to stop is just taking a step back from it, just even for a short time. Just even for a short time. This little practice that I share with you every day, every time we see opening of the, raising the energy from the navel to the heart, opening the heart, opening the heart. These little practices can be very helpful. Maybe create this as a ritual, that this is my ritual to come back to myself. We are flowing towards the events, flowing, flowing, flowing. But even once we come back to ourselves, is helpful. Lots, lots happening in the chat, Babaji. Uh, the next one is Shannon. I would like to thank Babaji for the elephant story. I also appreciate his advice on not being a victim. His simple statement on the distinction between human versus divinity within, within us was awesome. Thank you, Babaji. Uh, and then so much thanks and love for Baba's clarity and expressions of knowledge about staying in peace. And then a question. Thank you, Baba. I was wondering how to approach these kinds of dynamics when it comes to your parents trying to express how you feel without being faced with condescension. You know, in olden cultures like India, we have great respect for our parents. So, Ask yourself, how do you express your respect? Of respect. And while you are bending down to touch their feet, their hands go on your back. Blessing. And many things happen in that moment. So older cultures like India, they have created these kind of little rituals. What kind of ritual can we create in this culture? What is your ritual of showing your respect to your parents? And I'm not saying that you go and prostrate to them, but figure out a way how they really receive your respect. And if you meet your parents, instead of getting into the arguments or talk and clarifying and making you heard, see what kind of thing that can be done that they know that you respect them. And if parents know that you have, you respect them, lots of these conflict, the muck can be just cleaned out. If you try to be even, then the conflict is bound to happen. 
by showing the little respect means bringing yourself a little lower. You see, it passes. They're not fighting there. So we are children, and this is the one thing that's by showing your respect, you avoid lots of conflict. And mother has carried you in her womb for nine months, nourished you, father has protected, provided, give them a little respect even for that, even if you may not think they deserve it, but they do. Was that pretty heavy, Shannon? <laughs> I thought that gesture was like, that just summed it up so beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> so next question baba is why does it become more intense and difficult when i really start to work on some of these issues of expectation it becomes intense because you think it is intense if you think of your work your sacrifice as flowers at the feet of the divine then it's not as heavy Because when you are working on it, you are still caught up with your ego. I am doing this for it's hard. Let it be the offering at the feet of the divine. That makes any sense? It does, Baba. Uh... Next up, how do you know when to speak up and say something about a situation knowing it may make things worse versus remaining silent? Can you say that again, Shannon? Yes, Baba. How do you know when to speak up knowing it may make things worse versus remaining silent? Silence in the beginning is very important. And looking for a time when you see the person that you need to talk to is at peace, is somewhere, and approaching them and expressing that I really, I want to um, talk to you. So that time, if you approach them and talk to them, I think you will have a better result than speaking in the moment. So when there is this is happening, the ping pong is happening, stop the playing ping pong because nothing is going to be resolved in that moment. Catch them some other time so silence is has its own place and looking for an right time to approach and discuss has its place there's one more babaji 
you said we have the answers to our own questions, um, but I often don't know the answers. You mentioned respond and not to react. Is the stop, pause, and breathe the practice I need to continue to eventually find my answers to questions? Hold the question in the mind. Don't be impatient with the answer. Answer will come to you when you are not looking for it. And when it comes, there is a little opening in your heart. There is a lightness in your heart. And that's how you know this is the answer. And we all have that. We just don't catch it. We don't just recognize that moment. And this is why we do little meditation and do little practice. And we at least get a taste of lightness in our heart. And this is one of the reasons that I really spend so much time every time that can try to connect you with the lightness in your heart. Because that is the moment when you become familiar with that lightness you will really learn how to trust yourself. Your body tells you. You just have to learn the signals, the body, messages of the body. Usually we steamroll through the messages of our body because we are so focused here. And ultimately, everything is resolved. Everything. With our last breath. So don't be so serious about it. Enjoy the life you have and the time you have, the good health you have, the family you have. Enjoy, because one day it's going to end. I didn't mean to say that as a heaviness. We all have to move on someday. So nothing is worth losing your peace. Thank you all for being here this uh, Sunday. And I have to get back in the car and drive to Sonoma. And it's beautiful. And my blessings and prayers for your continued good health and happiness together with your loved ones. And thank you all.